tonight. The Voyager documentary makes bank. The Bad Batch is coming soon. And where to put a statue of Robocop. All that and more on the sci-fi edition of Multiverse tonight. Comic books. Sci-fi. Fantasy. And more. If you're looking for a roundup of geeky news, you're in the right place. This is Multiverse Tonight. And here's your host, Thomas Townley. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 116 of Multiverse Tonight, the sci-fi edition. I'm, of course, your host, Thomas Townley, and uh, it's a nice spring day outside today. I'm recording this on International Women's Day, uh, March the 8th. It's also Canterbury Day in Australia, for you for uh, the Australians out there. Um, and... Uh, I guess I don't have any real news except I got my second COVID vaccine. Uh, this pa- vaccine shot this past week, and boy, did it hit me for a loop. Let me let me tell you. Let me describe this. Okay, I in the I went up, got up in the morning, went to the went to down to the uh, activity center where they're giving mass where they're mass giving shots. You know, get my shot. They did a great job. I mean, this nurse was excellent. She poked it in there. You know, not even a bruise on my arm. My arm hurt, but, you know, that's about it. Uh, And so, you know, after 15 minutes, it still felt fine. Went to work. Worked my whole shift. Got home. The minute I got home, bam, it hit me. Chills. I mean... Chills so bad, I was just shaking. Yeah, my head, you know, my head pounded, my my body ached. I mean, I just felt like crap. Uh, and you know, it'd been so long. You know, it'd been like fifteen hours since the shot. I I was thinking, you know, maybe it's the flu. You know, maybe I picked up the flu today. So, you know. I went, we went to bed early, and I just pretty much had a restless sleep, you know, because my body just ached. Finally, you know, at like 6 in the morning, 5, 6 in the morning, I just sat up and and got in, got in my chair and just stayed there. You know, at that, po- at that point, I I had a brief fever. I'd gone from chills to a brief fever. And I just sat up for the for for a few hours, just in silence. You know, and finally, you know, I got Tylenol. I got some Tylenol in me, and it calmed down. And so I spent the rest of the day just recuperating. You know, when I finally now now here's the kicker. Here's the kicker, folks. When I finally got back to work, the next day, because they they called me because I had I had. Uh, I had basically, you know, they have a COVID check-in thing on, on app for work. So I marked myself as, as unable to, unable to go. So they called me to check on me. 
I said, no, I, I feel fine. I could go back to work. The, the HR person said, well, you could have taken three days to recover for, you know, paid leave. You know, it's like, really? You're telling me this now? You, you could have told me, informed me of this before. You know, I could have taken a three day paid vacation. Uh oh, oh well. You know, it, that's fine. You know, I want to work anyway. You know, I would I would get bored after three days straight because that would be actually three days plus two work uh, two my two days off. So yeah, I would have gotten bored. Though I was I was happy to go back to work. But yeah, that's my experience with the with the vaccine. Also, I'll highlight this. Um, Peter David has a new autobiography out called "Mr. Sulu Grabbed My Ass," and other highlights from a life of comics, novels, television, films, and video games. And he put on Twitter that if you sent him the book, he would autograph it. Because, of course, he can't go out because of COVID. And so, sure enough, the man, you know, I sent him a cop my copy of the book. And he autographed it and sent it back. So, that was, you know, a nice thing I got back back today. You know, I like him. I have a friend who, who looks kind of like him. That's the, <laughs> that's the fun part of that. But, anyway... I've, I've jabbered on long enough. Let's start with some Star Trek news. And we start Star Trek news today with uh, the, you know, it's been six years since Laird Nimoy's passing from COPD. And to honor Leonard, his family have announced they'll be sharing never-before-seen photos as digital trading cards. The cards from Wax Blockchain will feature intimate photos of Leonard's family life and career. The first series of cards will feature 255 unique cards in six different rarities. Now, his daughter Julie said about the release, quote, Dad was passionate about photography and he loved technology. My husband Dave and I are thrilled to be partnering with Wax Blockchain. It's absolutely the logical place to share some intimate photos chronicling my father's life and legacy. One of my most treasured photos was taken at his vacation beach home in Malibu, California, shortly before he passed away on February 27th, 2015. This was the last photo of us taken together. As Wax Blockchain is forever, our hope is that for future generations will remember and appreciate him not only as Mr. Spock from Star Trek, but also as a loving family man and a wonderful friend who had many passions and interests." Unquote. There will be two pack sizes for sale, a 10-pack for $9.99 and a 30-pack of cards for $24.99. They go on sale on March 25th at noon Eastern Standard Time. The Star Trek Voyager documentary has launched a crowdfunding campaign, and they were fully funded in about six hours after launch. Uh, 455 Studios launched a campaign which was originally going to get going last year for Voyager's 25th anniversary. Well, of course, you know, pandemic. As with any crowdfunding campaign, there are unique rewards to backers. They include the Worlds of Delta Quadrant postcards, a pack, a fan set's official lapel pins, Voyager documentary t-shirts, uh, Zoom virtual experiences, away missions to uh, filming locations and opportunities to meet cast members, and a Voyager doc swag bag. And... Uh, as of right now, let me take a quick look here. 
the documentary is at uh, wow 430 percent of its uh, 150 thousand dollar goal at that's 645,200 with 24 days left so you know if, if they keep going this way it's going to be a million dollar documentary um so uh I'll have a link in the show notes for you to find them, or just go to Indiegogo and type in Star Trek documentary. Um, Star Trek Lower Decks will be coming to Blu-ray this May. The first season will have a standard and steelbook release. The show will have the fir- will be the first season, of course, as well as features like Lower Dictionary, which looks at the music, art design, animation, and much more. There will also be interviews with the cast, deleted and extended scenes, and a look at the series' Easter eggs. Season 2 is currently in production. Star Trek Prodigy will now premiere on Paramount+, Plus, instead of being an exclusive just for Nickelodeon. The 10-episode animated series from Kevin and Dan Hageman will premiere later this year and uh, will then air on Nickelodeon. Now, this is part of Paramount Plus's strategy of having every Star Trek ever as a centerpiece for the streaming service. Paramount Plus programming chief Julian McNamara told Variety, quote, It does speak to having a franchise that is unique to Paramount Plus, and we're very excited about this. There is a kind of franchise strategy, which is the notion that you execute new versions of this very, really strong IP that you have had, that you have well you're going to drive people across the paywall, unquote. Now, Paramount Plus will lower the current price for all CBS All Access uh, subscribers launching in March with the price of $4.99 for the ad support version. Now, it's a dollar less than it is currently and $9.99 for the premium commercial free tier. Now, it should be noted that the $4.99 plan won't come with access to local CBS stations. However, if that's something you want to keep, they have assured subscribers that current subscribers will be grandfathered in. So you get to keep your local CBS station programming. Yeah. And frankly, I like have I like being able to watch the CBS Evening News while I'm at work. That's just one of the perks. Uh, Kalinda Vasquez has been tapped to by uh, Paramount Pictures to write a new Star Trek movie. Now Vasquez has uh, written a Star Trek has written on Star Trek Discovery and was a co-executive producer on Fear the Walking Dead. The movie will be produced by J.J. Abrams' Bad Robot. Now no timeline for the movie has been given, and yeah, I know there's some fear and trepidation that it's still J.J. Abrams is attached to this, but yeah, I'll I'll give it a go. Yeah, anyway. Let's head on to some Star Wars news. Roger, roger. Now we start Star Wars news today with Game of Thrones star Indira Varma, who is joining the cast of Disney Plus's Obi-Wan Kenobi series. The details of Varma's character are, well, unknown much like the plot details, but we do know that Hayden Christensen will be back as Darth Vader, and Ewan McGregor will, of course, be Obi-Wan Kenobi. Uh, so, uh, on another news, Disney is getting closer to opening the Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser Hotel. The Walt Disney Company has put up a listing for a hotel services director, Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser. Here's the job description. Quote, Disney is searching for a seasoned hotelier 
with senior leadership hospitality experience on land or at sea to serve as hotel services director for our new Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser. As a hotel services director, you will lead and implement a unique immersive two-night experience aligned with our Star Wars franchise. A passion for bringing ideas to life, creativity, value, a non-traditional work environment, and balanced traditional hotel experience with immersive environment with are all important traits you will need to have to be successful in the role. Unquote. Now, the Galactic Star, Star Cruiser is a special two-day and night experience that will allow guests to have an even more more immersive experience when visiting Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. People on board will look out their windows and not see the park, but the ship traveling at hyperspace, and take part in a multi-day story with the crew, other passengers, and familiar Star Wars characters. It's supposed to open later this year. The follow-up to Star Wars The Clone Wars, Star Wars The Bad Batch, has a release date on Disney+. The premiere will be on Star Wars Day this May 4th, a year after The Clone Wars ended. The series takes place in the intervening years between the prequels and the original trilogy, and has Ming-Na Wen voicing Fennec Shand. The Bad Batch are an elite group of experimental uh, experimental clones, each possessing a unique special skill. After the Clone Wars, this now band of mercenaries must find their own purpose in the galaxy. The Visual Effects Society has announced their award nominations, and The Mandalorian has received a whopping 13 of them. Also up for awards are Star Trek Discovery, Disney's animated movies Soul and Onward, Lovecraft Country, The Witches, Cyberpunk 2077, uh, Brave New World, Bloodshot, The Last of Us Part Two, and many more. I'll include a list of nominees in the show notes. And with that, let's go on to the geek news. The Saturn Award nominations are also out. Uh, Warner Brothers is the studio with uh, the, on top this time with 34 nominations, followed by Disney and Netflix. Tenet received nine nominations, and Doctor Sleep got six on the movie side. Better Call Saul, Outlander, and The Walking Dead topped the TV side with five nominations each. Now, there's no official date for the award ceremony other than later this year. Now, I'll go over a few of the categories, but the entire list will be in our show notes. Here are some of this year's nominees. For uh, Best Comic to Motion Picture Release, Birds of, you have Birds of Prey, Bloodshot, Joker, The New Mutants, The Old Guard. Uh, Best Science Fiction Release, at Astra, Gemini Man, Lucy in the Sky, Star Wars Episode Nine, The Rise of Skywalker, Tenant, Terminator Dark Fate. Now, uh, you have movies... You have actors for Best Actor in a Film, uh, Daniel Craig for Knives Out, Delroy Lindo for The Five Bloods, Ewan McGregor for Doctor Sleep, Gary Oldman for Mank, Aaron Paul for El Camino, a Breaking Bad movie, Joaquin Phoenix for Joker, John David Ten- John David Washington for Tenant, Best Actress in the Film, Rebecca Ferguson for Doctor Sleep. She was actually pretty pretty good in that role. Uh, Yuffie Liu for M- Mulan. Uh, Elizabeth Moss for The Invisible Man, Natalie Portman for Lucy in the Sky, Daisy Ridley for Episode Nine, the right, Star Wars Episode Nine: The Rise of Skywalker, Margot Robbie for Birds of Prey, Charlize Theron for The Old Guard, and there's plenty of other award nominations. Uh, Best Film Director, okay, yeah, you're going to laugh at this one probably. J.J. Abrams for Star Wars Episode Nine: The Rise of Skywalker, uh, Nikki Caro, Mulan, Mike Flanagan for Doctor Sleep, Christopher Nolan for Tenant. Gina Prince-Bythewood for The Old Guard, Quentin Tarantino 
for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and Leigh Whannell for The Invisible Man. And let's get to some TV awards here. Uh, up for Best Superhero Adaptation Television Series, you have Batwoman, The Boys, The Flash, Stargirl, Supergirl, The Umbrella Academy, and Watchmen. Best Science Fiction Television Series, you have Doctor, Doctor Who, Lost in Space, Pandora, Raised by Wolves, Star Trek Discovery, and Star Trek Picard, and Westworld. And on the acting nominations for that category... For uh, televisions. Uh, Best Actor in Television Series, Henry Cavill for The Witcher, Mike Coulter for Evil, uh, Grant Gustin for The Flash, Sam Huhan for Outlander, Jonathan Mars for Lovecraft Country, Bob Odenkirk for Better Call Saul, and Patrick Stewart for Star Trek Picard. And Best Actress in Television Series, uh, Katarona Belfe for Outlander, Melissa Benoist for Supergirl, uh, Regina King for Watchmen, Sonequa Martin-Green for Star Trek Discovery, Tandy Newton for Westworld, Candace Patton for The Flash, Rez Seahorn for Better Call Saul. And again, there's, there's, uh, I mean, a huge, huge list of nominees. Uh, congratulations to all nominees, and we'll see the awards later this year. Steven Spielberg and the Duffer Brothers are teaming up to tackle the work of another Stephen, Stephen King, that is. Uh, they'll be working to bring King's book, The Talisman, which he co-wrote with Peter Straub, to Netflix. Spielberg apparently fell in love with the book back in 1982 so much that he bought the screenwrites in perpetuity. Now he's ready to bring it to life with Stranger Things, The Duffer Brothers. Talisman tells the story of a 12-year-old boy named Jack Sawyer who set off on an epic road trip quest in order to save his dying mother's life. He is in search of the talisman, a powerful relic that can not only heal his mother, but, as he learns, save the world. Sawyer's journey crisscrosses two realities, the America we know and its dangerous fantasy world twin, the Territories. No word on when it's expected at Netflix. Detroit's giant statue of Robocop has been finished after a decade. The Metro Times has a piece on the piece of art, meant to rival uh, Philadelphia's Rocky statue. This was pretty much born of a tweet and was one of the first big crowdfunded projects when crowdfunding was just getting off the ground on the internet. However, the statue has a new problem. Where to put it? The original location had to be thrown out, and the next proposed location, the Michigan Science Center, has been a victim of the pandemic. In a statement, they said, quote, we are thankful to the Imagination Station team and their partners for including the Michigan Science Center in the Robocop statue journey. Working with Imagination Station in 2018, MISI, a private nonprofit museum that, reaches no, that receives no city, state, or federal operating funding, had planned to install the 11-foot-tall bronze sculpture adjacent to the center in conjunction with improvements to our grounds. But given the pandemic's unprecedented pressures, MISI resources now must be focused entirely on our core mission of serving Michigan students and families. The creation of the bronze work, which combines centuries-old metalworking techniques with 21st century technology, remains an amazing STEM story. As Michigan's STEM hub, MySci hopes to be able to support Imagination Station in the search for a new, appropriate home for this iconic work. Unquote. So where will the statue end up is unknown for now. Maybe they should get to work on the real thing. Junkie XL 
We'll be returning to score the prequel to Mad Max Free Road, Mad Max Furiosa. Junkie XL broke the news on the Film Junkie stream on YouTube saying, quote, It's coming. George and I work together, so I'm actually currently working with him on a different movie before that movie is being made, unquote. Now, the other movie he mentioned is 3,000 Years of Longing with Tilda Swinton and Idris Elba. Furiosa will star Anna Taylor-Joy as a younger version of Charlize Theron's Furiosa and is set for theaters on June 23rd, 2023. Stephen Moffat's adaptation of The Time Traveler's Wife for HBO has cast Game of Thrones' Rose Leslie and Divergence' Theo James as the leads of Claire and Henry. The show is based on Audrey Neffinger's 2003 novel of the same name and tells the story of Henry de Temple, a dashing, adventuresome librarian who has a genetic disorder that makes him travel involuntarily through time, and Claire Abshire, an artist who falls in love with him and has to deal with his condition. Henry and Claire's passionate love affair endures across the sea of time and captures the two lovers in an impossible ro- romantic trip. Trap. It's a trap. More than 17,000 members of the Writers Guild of America East and West have signed a petition in support of unionization efforts at an Amazon warehouse in Bessemer, Alabama. Those signing include Tina Fey, Seth Meyers, Adam McKay, Sarah Silverman, Alfonso Cuaron, David Simeon, David Simon, Michael Schur, Tony Ch- Kushner, Damon Lindelof, WGA West President David A. Goodman, and WGA East President Bo Willman. The facility, which opened last year, employs some 6,000 workers who are voting on whether to join the retail, wholesale, and department store union. The Guild's petition states, quote, We are the writers of feature films and television ser- series. All of our work is done under union contracts, whether it appears on Amazon Prime, a different streaming service, or a television network. Unions protect workers with essential rights and benefits. Most importantly, a union gives employees a seat at the table, negotiate fair pay, scheduling, and more workplace policies. Amazon accepts unions for entertainment workers, and we believe warehouse workers deserve the same respect in the workplace. We strongly urge all Amazon warehouse workers in Bessemer to vote yes. The vote union, yes. Unquote. The Twilight Zone reboot will not be getting a third season at Paramount Plus. Julie McNamara, the head of programming for the streamers, said, quote, Jordan Peele, Simon Kinberg, and the entire production team truly reimagined the Twilight Zone for the modern age. They upheld the classic series' legacy of socially conscious storytelling and push today's viewers to explore all new dimensions of thought-provoking and topical themes that we hope will resonate with audiences for years to come. Back to the Future's Christopher Lloyd is going on a hunt for DeLoreans on a new series called Expedition Back to the Future. The series will see the former Doc Brown joined by Josh Gates as they track down existing versions of the DeLorean DMC-12. The four-episode series will stream on Discovery's streaming service, Discovery Plus, starting on March 15th. Great Scott! Alamo Drafthouse has filed for Chapter 11. The bankruptcy filing comes as part of an asset purchase agreement with Ultima Capital Partners, a previous investor in the company, as well as affiliates of Fortress Investment Group, a new backer. The company says that opportunities will continue, operations will continue as normal, 
and the Chapter 11 process and sale will give it the capital it needs to continue operating as it emerges from, ca- from public health, the public health crisis that left many of its locations closed for months. The agreement involves the sale of substantially all of its assets. Unquote. Lionsgate, the makers of the movie based on the Borderlands video game series, has announced that Ariana Greenblatt has been cast in the role of Tiny Tina. Greenblatt will join Jamie Lee Curtis, Jack Black, Kevin Hart, and Kate Blanchett in the Eli Roth-directed movie. The 13-year-old has had other roles in Love and Monsters, The One and Only Ivan, and portrayed young Gamora in Avengers Infinity War. No release date has been set. And that brings us to the end of the sci-fi news. Now, be sure to check us out on social media. We're at Twitter, at Multiverse Tom. We're also on Facebook and Instagram as well. And if you'd like to contribute some money to the show, check out our show notes, visit our Tee Public store, and a whole lot more. Excuse me. Uh, head on over to uh, multiversetonight.com and click on the link at the top of the page. And if you're a subscriber, please be sure to share us with your friends. And if you're brand new to the show, please be sure to subscribe and leave some feedback. Let me know how we're doing. Now, special thanks to Shane Ivers for the intro music and Lobo Loco for the outro theme music. Thanks for watching the sci-fi edition of Multiverse Tonight. We'll be back in just two days with a new comic book edition and two weeks with a brand new sci-fi edition. Now please, exit the universe in an orderly fashion. Good night. Multiverse Tonight is a production of Half-Baked Genre Productions. Copyright 2021. All rights reserved.